name of the game. The name of the game. Yes, this is Sport Analysis Network Football, yes, and we are glad to be back. Yes, this is Sport Analysis Network Football. I remain your regular anchor, Hamid Abdukarim. You can also call me Football Jurist, yes, on the show today. Yes, what else shall we be discussing? If not, for all matters, regarding Chelsea Football Club. Yes, during the week, we know Chelsea fired Graham Potter, appointed uh, Frank Lampard, as interim manager, and of course, they are still, they are still searching for a substantive manager. Yes, having contacted Luis Enrique, Graham Potter, and of course, you also have news that Mauricio Pochettino is also being lined up to replace the sacked Graham Potter. Yes, I shall not be walking alone on the show today. Yes, on this episode, we shall be discussing, yes, the Graham Potter sack. Frank Lampard's appointment as the interim coach of Chelsea, and of course, who should be the ideal replacement? Who should be the ideal substantive coach of Chelsea going to the going into next season? Is it Julian Eguzman? Mauricio Pochettino? I mean, Luis Enrique, of course. I mean, we also have some. We also have news. Rumors also have it that. <laughs> Jose Mourinho must also be returning to Stamford Bridge. Yes, this and more we shall be discussing on the show, and I shall not be working alone like Liverpool Football Club. I have with me Show Mobology. Yes, a favorite Chelsea fan, and of course, a football writer. Yes, Show. Show, it's good to have you. Thanks very much for coming on the show. Thank you for having me on the show. I've been here before, and um, yeah, yeah, it was a nice show. and hope to have another nice show with you today. All right, thanks. Mm-hmm. All right, thanks very much. So, Shion, let's start with these. I mean, let's start with the Graham Potter sack. I mean, what do you make of the Graham Potter sack? Do you think it was, do you think it was, do you think it was given enough time? Was the sack merited? Hmm. Uh, it's kind of a strange one, the, the Potter situation. So, um, on one hand, you have um, the club saying, and they want to the owners, the new owners saying they want to go in this direction, and um, probably um, like now looking at it, you could say, okay, did they rush the process of bringing Porter in, and and even though to me and um, a lot of people, even the football world, Porter, I still maintain that Porter is a good coach. He's a mm. good coach. He's a good football coach. But for me, I feel what happened to him at Chelsea, like, apart from at times, you could say, okay, the tactics were off in this game or that game. But to me, what costs um, Potter the most challenges was handling a club of the size of Chelsea, um, handling, trying to handle injuries. Like, that. the injuries one was... I've never seen that kind of thing before. That the XI of the injury list was probably stronger than 
the exercise that we had on the pitch, you know. So I um dealt with um is I feel I like to um parts Potter's tenure into like two parts. I don't know why, because he came in, he met a squad. He met like a team of players, a, a an imbalanced squad. It's not like he's balanced now, but he met an imbalanced squad. Um, a lot of injured players. So got form, did a lot of things. Then it's like as if players were dropping on the floor every single game week or every single game. So um before you know it's uh, we lost a lot of um, players and everything. Before you know, the January window comes, we get influx of players again, like up to seven plus, I think. So again, now the co- the, the squad faces a different problem of being over bloated. So uh it's it's not black and white looking at it, but truth is he lost too many games that he was he was uh, meant to at least win this the Southampton game the and a lot of the games we lost we still were the better team it was just it was a crazy situation but at the end of the day I feel the club did not know what they wanted hmm. because if they no I think now they have changed now now they're asking for like a bit of experience at a big club, right? You get so it's like they have changed their spec of oh okay, we have seen that this you kind of manager to, might take a while. Back. Like I think Potter was still going to do great things, but yeah. Yeah. yeah Sorry? Seems, I, I said it seems the club has changed the rest. Yeah. So, they, they no longer want a progressive manager. They want someone that will deliver the result instantaneously. I won't say instantaneously. I think now they want, okay, like remember when um, Man City got Pep or even um, uh, uh, Club, uh, Liverpool got Club, like proving managers that won trophies, but that can build, stay an extended period of time to build their team. You get like, so that kind of, they, they want but Club and um yeah, Club and Pep had experiences at big clubs already previously. They are very rare to find, but that's I think that's the kind of manager they're looking for. All, all, all right, we're just coming there. I mean, now let's talk about the appointment of Frank Lampard as the interim coach. I mean, he was a guy that was let go. I mean, that was disposed of by Roman Abramovich because he was not good enough. I mean, what is the reasoning? What is the Solomon behind him being brought back? Yes, although on an interim base. Ah. Uh. Tell me you're not happy Frank is back first. <laughs> uh, well, um, I understand uh, the situation. Frank, like I feel I didn't see this coming, first of all. I'd like I oh, thought maybe the new coach would be able to come in slightly quickly. Yeah. So, but I did not like I knew they didn't want to take time, like the report said, but I I thought they'll be able to get it done. And at least before Madrid. So when the news came about Lampard, I was I was like, wow. But at the end of it, when I talked about it, actually it made sense because at this point in the season, firstly, I think people will say, okay, we have the Champions League to fight for, but and we are Chelsea, definitely we fight for all the competitions we are in. But like, first of all, the league season is done. That one's done and dusted. We can charge finish to finish as high as we can, but we we won't finish as high as we want to, so that that's done and dusted. So and to me, 
the club has just had a terrible year. A terrible year. Like I, I saw it coming from the beginning of the year, even when Tuko was here. So the club has had a terrible year. So we just at this point need that like everybody needs to come together, that kind of um feel good factor around the club again because we have not had it for such a long time. And someone like Frank already from without like forget every other thing, Frank's legendary status and Frank's um the way Frank can bring the club together like he did the last time he was coach. It was really, really good to see like everybody like I, I hear a lot of Chelsea fans, no matter um whether we didn't win a trophy that year. They still like to, they still say that 1920 season was one of the most like um kiddie seasons for them. And I agree for me too. Like you know, one of the few seasons that like everything that happened, I was so involved. I, I, I really enjoyed the season. No matter yeah, we had some bad results, a lot of bad results and stuff like that. But we, we got our objectives, but it was a really good figure. The the youths. Everything surrounding club. Um, when he won some big games, one he won City to give Liverpool the trophy. Not like we want to um start giving trophies out by winning, but like big games, some big games he won. I but think like- it would have just ended so much better if we won the FA Cup too. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So I I feel now Frank can bring the club together. Everyone on board like all the fans we talked about the fans being uninspired by Porter the players all opposite to that so oh, 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 all right I mean I mean what is the money of Frank now that could bring yeah yeah sure what do you think I mean what is Lampard's role between now and the end of the season. Oh, uh, it's tough. Like I said, it should just um, win as much as you can, but bring a few good factors to the fan base. Try to win games. Try to bring, um, make the fans key the game to the club. Make the players um, bring out the best. And some things about Lampard, he knows how to. Bring the best out of his attackers, his wingers, and his his attacking play was one of his good strengths. While I was at Chelsea, we have I know he had issues with his rest defense, defending transitions and all, but he he can really make attacks tick. Like I think we had a high xG and high goal scored in nineteen twenty season, and even the next season before he got sacked. So. He can bring um, his attacking play. He has talents now. Talents that I think he wanted Mujik at Everton too. Well, I think he also saw something about he wanted awesome. um, Madweke too. Yeah, for McNeil. So, like, he's getting players. And I also get players, like, um, that are out of sense ID. Like, it's like the club might, might leverage on his talent ID to... to know which players might stay, which players might go. That might that would be helpful too. So that's what Frank should just is just here to do what he can do. Uh, but it's also like a PR move because it's Frank and the fans will get behind him. But that's what we need at this point. Like if the PR everything in turn you could bring aside one coach like at this point in time just for Chelsea Football Club it to just come under the package of Frank Lampard. 
So yeah, it just fits the bill. All right. I mean, let's move about the ideal. I mean, next coach. I mean, who should use the ideal next coach for Chelsea? I mean, they still have been with Julian Agusman, Luis Enrique, Mauricio Pochettino, and of course, we also have some rumors that they might also have be. I mean, they might also, they might also be started talks with the former manager, I mean, Jose Mourinho. I mean, who do you feel? I mean, who, who do you feel that um, who fits the bill? Who fits the bill of all the manage, of all the managers that, that have been linked to the job? Mm, well, now what fits the bill depends on the owners, uh, because at this point in time, the owners de determine the vision of the club or where the club is going. So, like I said before, the owners. It looks like they've changed the specification of what they want because I thought what they wanted was what Grand Potter to grow up with the club, like go into the club, take a while to understand the culture of Chelsea, understand everything uh, that we are a reading club and everything. Uh, sometimes it had it looked like he was um, not measuring up to that um, winner mentality type. So, but and he will grow with the club. So, but. They now surprised me the January window by buying all those players because I know that they are young players. They are players that are not finished products, but buying them, a lot of them like that, and even for some of the amounts they did, was going to bring pressure onto Potter. No doubt about that. So I was like, okay, I used to going to give him time with that. And at the time, a lot of, even though, we lost the game. A lot of um, a lot of news, um, news journalists. They still kept on saying he's going to stay. He's going to stay because they believe they understand they bought a lot of players that needed to gel and blah blah blah. But at the end of the day, like they just, it's like they just cut the project short for whatever reason. Yeah, losing games and everything, but it still cuts it short. So now it's like. Okay, the coaches that they are looking at, Naguzman, Enrique, um, they are different in their own rights. Naguzman is a very young, very progressive, yes, um, very, very progressive coach, very interesting coach because he has uh, everywhere he has gone so far, he has been a success. Um, the Bayern um, sacking is there's still so many question marks around it. Bayern fans were not happy about it, and um, it looked like they were looking for the opportunity of getting too cool before any other club. Rumajibi were looking at him for the summer, so it's really very strange. So, like, but as a coach, Nagusman is a very, very top coach, so he. Naguzman can is a very good contender and Enrique definitely because um of apart from what he has done at Barcelona, I think what he did in Spain, like people could probably underrated because when they hear Spain, they probably think that they have the best players already. And if you look at that Spanish squad, you would you you it's it actually flatters to deceive the quality of the squad because and for that, he still had, he still took them into the Euro semi-final, took them into the last four of the Nations League twice, and he still took them at least past the group stage and the World Cup, even though it was quite underwhelming. So, but I feel I it's between those two. I like Pochettino. Pochettino is, I, I respect what he did at sports, 
he he created a team from a young a team of young players that were not really his own players, brought out the best of out of all of them, took them to uh, title runs down title runs to the Champions League semi-finals. Like they just went it was just that last step for them, right? Yeah, so it was um so Pochettino's like if you could say at line this kind of job that this club wants, the owners want, the new owners want, like Pochettino fits the bill because he has done that before, even with less resources. So Pochettino oh. is also a very credible but yeah. So, so, incredible. so I think ultimately, yeah. Yeah, you may proceed. Yeah, you 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 about saying something. Yeah, yeah. So I feel I think all three of them, like I'll be okay with either three of them taking over. But I I'll say I this as I dived deep into all of them, I didn't need to dive deep into Pochettino because I know what he has done. I I've seen it. I saw it happen. So for. For Enrique and Nagusman, after diving deep in both of them, and I'm still on it, but so far, I want to see what Enrique does because he's intriguing me. The way he plays, he is um Jogo de Porcion, I think uh, that's positional play. I know Nagusman has it, but it's like Enrique is already set in his ways of what he wants more than Nagusman, who is a bit who is more flexible, hundred percent. But sometimes it could look like. He, he, he could change things a lot. Something like the way Potter did. I know Potter had injuries that made him force changes in formation and stuff. But like um, Nagusman might encounter the same issues, but he might have a precision now, but that will help him 100%. So that could just offset it. But he to change it a lot. Because at Bayern, I, I saw a video that's from... Don McKenney, um, that's the TIFO IRL. He mentioned the, when he was talking about the roadmap of um, Nagelsmann at Bayern for the two seasons, uh, the different things he did, different styles of play, formations, uh, the formations that came with the style of play um, that he was that he did, uh, and at the end, I I like the fact that he likes playing through the center of the pitch. Um, tries a lot of relational football, like players close to each other, linking up and all central of the pitch. But I know a lot of our players, especially the wingers, Mudrik and Madrike, would they fit that? Would they need a lot of time to bed into that kind of football because they are wide wingers and they like staying on the touchline? Something that Enrique would definitely use them as touchline wingers, which can rotate, come in and go out. So that's also my my view. So, and Enrique's um, football is the as Spain. I said because of the quality of the attackers, you can't be doing what to do with Neymar and with MSN with Ferran Torres, Oyasabal, um, Asensio. You can't do that as especially wingers. Yeah, you, you can't do that with like you can play. You can give them, put them in good positions. No, no. Ferran Torres is not a top one v one people. Let me put you on the so spot. You can't be able to, yeah. Uh, let me put you on the spot, Shion. If you were to advise, okay. <laughs> if you were to advise for Bully, Paul Supertino, Julian Agusman, oh. Lucy and Ricky, I mean, oh, which of them, which of these two should you go for? Hmm. 
Mm-hmm. It's really tough, you know. It's really tough. Well, I will personally I'll go with Luis Enrique. Mm. But uh, the, the close second is definitely Nagosman because as much as I talk about him being a chameleon, he can definitely he's young enough to still end up putting a style of play that sets. But for now, he can is a it changes to the will of the squad at this moment. So, but I'll say Enrique first for me at All this right. point in time. Now, talking about Enrique, I mean, you give all the reason why he failed with Lafoya Roger because of the poor set of attackers they had. I mean, going back to Charles, we know one of those things that caused Potter's job is the inability of Charles to score goals. Charles don't have proven goal scorers. You would think the same thing will replicate itself should Enrique be given the job. Uh, I think that first we need to get a striker, hundred percent. I think I saw about his um, presentation that he probably presented the striker to a mobile striker that Chelsea might need to sign this summer. We need to get a striker, hundred percent about that. So when we need to get a striker, then he with his team, I believe in preseason he will work on his patterns of play. And when I watched it, I watched the way Spain trained in the last few days, the way Barcelona trained, some of his drills. And I can say that I was liking what I saw, the way he, especially the way he tra- trained his um, attacking patterns for Spain. Like Barcelona, you, you see patterns definitely, but a lot of it was also MSN, the ingenuity of it. But you could still see patterns. That was what helped. So you could still see what they were trying to do. And from the training pitch, when I saw that, I was like, oh, okay, you could see definitely this is what they're, they're showing in the in the games. So I feel it will also need to improve um, at um, Chelsea. But sometimes, in a way, like as much as Enrique has done what he has done, there's a little bit of an unknown about him because after Barcelona and in at club level, the other clubs he was at, it's not because he didn't do so well. I said to Vigo, he did very well because forget they were a small club and everything. He did well. It's just like similar to um from to Potter at Brighton, that kind of thing. So he did well. So but he, he has not gone to a club apart from Barcelona that has close to those kind of resources or as much and better players. So Chelsea is like that kind of club that you want to see what he can do. Like, you just want to see what he can do about, like, so I feel he so it's that's exciting for me to try and find out. So that's also why um, I want Enrique to. All, all right, talking about strikers, I mean, Chelsea, I'm new with Victor uh, I mean, yes, I think, so let's look at Victor I mean, do you think Chelsea can sign Victor Sine? You consider the businesses they've done in the past, so most do they have the finances to get Victor Sime from the grasp of or of, 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 of Napoli? Osimen is what you call and what others a lot of people call the unicorn. Hmm. A unicorn that means that he can do everything. He can basically do everything. Like if you want him to drop the hold up the ball, he will hold up the ball. He do, he's not the person that has the best technical ability. It's not like a Jesus that when he holds the ball, he just sticks to his feet and 
he weaves out of pressure too much, but he's he has able technical ability that's uh, that's good enough at the top level. You get me? So he he has that. He can drop deep. He can hold up the ball. Definitely be good at hold up play. Give him any ball, and he'll be able to hold it up. Like he he can make um, rubbish out of. I mean, can make like very. Uh, he can make a diamond out of nonsense. That's what I used to say because just boots the ball up to him and he just causes chaos. Chaos, like, and you could see it in the game against Milan. Obviously, there were other things that were wrong, but you could see that once he was not there, he's a different animal you're facing Napoli. Napoli was different. Even players like Quarascalia could not even function as much well without him. And a lot of um, people in Italy um Italian journalists and so and even Napoli legends they talk about people rave about Quarascavia it's very tough to pronounce <laughs> yes Quarascavia so but they say that the most important player for Napoli is Oshimen and you could easily see why especially against the game against Milan you could see why because he, he pieces that together he brings the team out the pitch he runs the channels if you give him a ball in the channel, he's running there. He presses like a wild beast. So much that he has gotten goals off his own pressing. Press the keeper scored in the Champions League. So, like, he, he does, he's great in the air. He's a beast in the air. So, even in his last maybe five goals, I think four of them, four of them are probably headers. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Enough of romance. Enough of the romance. We, we know. <laughs> so, Steven, now, do you think Chelsea can pull this through? I mean, do you yeah. think Chelsea can get him? Mm-hmm. Ah, the is a tough negotiator, but I feel if Oshimen I want to go, they also. I have you heard about the maybe the controversies with the national team and Napoli too. What are, how about that? The Nigerian the Nigerian national yeah, about like maybe it was even part of the reason why he did not come. Um the Laurentis always complained about the African players leaving in January during the season and it, it doesn't look like he likes that. So and a lot of times Oshime might not it's time for international break, but Oshime will not be with the Nigerian national team, yes. at least the last time it was allowed. Or so somewhat allowed to say he's injured or one thing like that, but I feel something is dodgy there. You get something is not, um, it's not straightforward. So yeah, th- I think that could also be a factor. But um, they would definitely ask for one hundred and fifty million or close to that, from hundred to one hundred and fifty million. And if it's the money, surprisingly, I'm not. I'm I'm not um, afraid for that because it's like the the new owners if they want something they'll get it they'll do all their most to, to almost to get with that regardless of the price so and it fits the the bill so that's not the issue it's just the Lawrence's he could just play hardball and at the end of the day he's very tough he's a very very tough negotiator I remember for Sari and Jorginho it took us like two weeks um to even get get them from the beginning of negotiations. So I feel we'll get him because um the other is PSG the other um clubs I want to PSG Fine, and United. 
Man United are a few our biggest contenders for him because yeah, they're interested in him. So uh, according to Fabrizio Romano, so PSG two are interested. So, but I don't know whether he wants to go to France because I had the dreams of the Premier League. And I don't know how big it is, but he Joba is his idol. So uh, I don't know whether he means he's a Chelsea fan, but it's it's it helps Chelsea a lot in that aspect. <laughs> Oh, oh, all right, thank you very much. Let's proceed. I mean, quickly, I mean, we, are, we are not we are running out of time. I mean, quickly, let's talk about Ngolo Conti. I mean, he is in the final month of his contract. How do you feel? Yes, with his injury woes, do you feel he should be offered a new contract? Have you seen Kante played last three games? Hmm. My god, he has not missed a bit. <laughs> it's like Kante never left. Hmm. Please offer him the contract, give him five years, six. <laughs> yes, whatever. Like, let him sign the damn contract. And there's, there's when can is on the pitch. There's no way you're easily losing that game. Like, yeah, you are always sure of winning. That's why I want it. To, I want him to be wrapped up in cotton wool until the Madrid game. <laughs> he should not even play on this weekend. <laughs> All right, let's talk about Messimont also. I mean, Messimont has also been subjected to yes, into transfer controversy. Will he stay or not? I mean, if we're in charge of finances, I mean, do you think? Uh, uh, Mr. Mon should be giving anything in the sacks. Um, I think Mount's uh, apart from Mount's um, case has been a really particular one this year. He didn't start the season well. Potter came in when Potter came in, he started. Um, it became important for Potter putting in good performances continuously until he didn't. Um, so it now became very inconsistently again and still playing a lot of games until it's good games, bad games, good games, average games. So until Felix really came and maybe at that period when he came from suspension, came back from suspension, I started starting um in every single game till now, basically. So that really pushed Mount out of the side. And in a way, uh, Mount has gotten more he now got injured. He got injured. That's very uncharacteristic of Mount to get injured. So that's also part of it. And funny enough, it has given him a lot of time out of the side. The contract issues have not helped definitely in his form. And uh, I feel, I, I don't know what the club is doing. I, I, I seriously do not understand because it, this is one of the most important players you have had in the last few years. In fact, our best player for the last three years since he came to the side, he has been our most important player. One player of the year twice. Huh. Yeah, um, his contribution to the side cannot be stated enough. No, so, no. um, yeah. So I feel like my, uh, um, I hope, I hope, and I know Lampard will help get him back on track. I think even he was meant to. I don't know why he wasn't even playing the last few games. I know it was injury related too, but you could feel that. Okay, at least give Mount ten minutes. Give give him a few minutes to help decide out. I feel if he played over Kovacic in the Liverpool game, he would have won the game because of the chances and positions Kovacic found himself, which were probably unnatural to him. <laughs> you don't want him in front of the goal. You get so because you don't think he'll be bearing those chances. So I feel. Mount to come back against Wolves, but I don't. People make it look like Lampard brought him back. Well, 
<laughs> Bruno did mention that Mount was important. So I don't know how, um, you know, sometimes you could just say things. So, but he said that Mount will be playing every under anyone and probably this weekend will be something where he return. So, but I definitely knew he returned this weekend now. So Frank should just get him playing back to his best. He has been so over underused, using bad and not in his best positions for a couple of years. And even though he performed in it, it still hampered his development. In my where, where so, what is Mount's best position? He's best as a central midfielder. Probably in a midfield three. Yes, a central midfielder in a midfield three. And I remember against like that Lampard second season, earlier, early that season, where he kept on putting performances upon performances inside in the central midfield. And that game against Burnley, I don't know whether I used to see the um that game against Burnley, Mount versus Burnley, that, that used to go around on social media at times. Yeah, so these are the kind of performances you want. And those were two years ago. You just you just so annoyed that someone with that quality has not been playing in that kind of position consistently, so that they can bring out the best in. So, um, it's it's hard now because at times you wonder he has probably forgotten how to play as a midfielder, and he's more of an attacker now. So, all right, you so, just hope Lampard can help him. Yeah. All right, all right, all right. Okay. Finally, going to the next season, can you give us your ideal 11? Supposing Chelsea have a good transfer, everything went on smoothly, give us your ideal 11 for Chelsea's first game. Quickly, in one minute. Okay. Um, it depends on the coach, definitely. But for me, uh, I want um goalkeeper, whatever the goalkeeper is, get a goalkeeper or Mendy. Then right back with James nailed on. I want like a four at the back, four three three. Um, but on the ball, I know the ball different formations. But four three three with James on the back. Um, I want Colwell to come back. Um, but Shile, uh, okay, no, for Fana and Colwell or Badashile as the left center back. Then right left back Chiwell, um, as your Midfield, I want a DM beside Enzo Fernandez alongside Mounts. So that's a DM midfield three of that. Wait, wait, what wait, shape or form? No, I've okay, no, Kante, yeah, Kante or the DM because I know we want Kante, um, Kante is back and everything, but we still need a defensive midfield. Yeah. So when people talk about that, I know people want to pair that defensive midfielder with Kante and Enzo, but I feel is for better balance, you want someone to connect the, the attack and midfield more. So that's why I'll put a DM Enzo amount. Okay. And Kante, you don't want him to play in every single game. You want to save him for the big ones. Okay. You get so but in reality, it might not work like that. <laughs> so okay. as your left wing, you want Modric to improve and grow. So Modric and Sterling are left and right wing. Madweke or Sterling at the right wing, then your striker, Oshimen, Victor Oshimen. So no place for Jao Felix. She returned to Atletico Madrid. Phew. Felix is a matter on his own. <laughs> <laughs> I feel I, I, I he's, a, he's a decent player, but I feel he's, he's he does a lot well before until the final. The final thought. I don't get final it. pass or the final action. 
I don't get it. I won't get Yes, because for some information on the show, this is what we shall be talking about on this episode of Sport Analysis Network. Sport Analysis Network Football. Sound Football drops every Friday, 5 p.m. Nigerian time. You can follow us on social media. The Twitter handle is tweet at Sun and Capitalitas. On Facebook, Sport Analysis Network is the name. And on Instagram, Sport Analysis Network is the name. And if you are a Chelsea fan and you want to know everything, tactics, about Chelsea, how Chelsea play, I mean, with the breakdown of how Chelsea play in every match, then you can follow Shane, I mean, Shane at, on, you can follow Shane on Twitter, at Mubaraji, at Mubaraji Shane, yes, that is the uh, user, yes, that is user name, uh, at Shane Mubaraji, rather, she, at Shane Mubaraji, yes, of course, if you want to know anything that has got to do with Chelsea Football Club, do enjoy the weekend, au revoir. Can you feel it? Can you feel it?